This is Bucks First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. How much more totalitarian control do you think we should be subjected to? How much more idiocy, how much more infringement upon liberties before you decide enough is enough? What, what's it going to take? I, I wonder. It's like we're running a stress test about American liberty and freedom. And sure enough, we're failing. We're failing. We don't care. We're not enough. Not enough. Dr. Fauci should have been fired a long time ago. This guy's a nightmare. You really want to put a lib bureaucrat petty tyrant in charge of your life? Because he is. That's what's going on. That's what's happening right now in this country. But you notice the way it works is he pretends he's not really making the decisions. It's like a committee. Dare I say a central committee or a politburo. It's never really Stalin who was making any of the decisions. Right. He's just somebody out there who's, you know, giving an opinion on some things. It's it's a, a group. It's the consensus. That's what they'll tell us. That's what they'll say. Meanwhile, what are we really dealing with here? Fauci is in a position of almost unceasing control and power because he's never actually held to account. No one is ever actually able to tell him, oh, wait a second, what you said before was wrong. Why should we listen to you now? And for anyone who's saying, well, oh, was he ever wrong? March 8th, 2020, Dr. Fauci says, essentially wearing masks in public makes you silly. There's no reason. It's absurd. The science has changed so much in 12 months. The science, they say, that now it's double mask or else. Double mask or if you get sick, it's your fault. It's on you. What's the what's the one area, the one part of our day to day lives where you'd think the government's not allowed to make rules? What's the one thing where you'd say they can't get? I mean, I would say that being able to hug your family members should fall into that category. But we have a lot of people in this country who believe that, you know, Dr. Fauci should be able to tell them whether or not they should hug their own family. Is, is it even safe to be with your loved ones? Is that your is that your your son, your daughter, your niece, your nephew, your grandma, grandpa? Or is it a vector of disease? Oh, oh but it's not dehumanizing. Don't worry. Listen to the science, they say. These abject morons running around. The media, by the way, loves this. They love the control. They love this as a tool to try to shut down their opposition. They love being on the side of science. It's just a virtue signaling bonanza and a massive, a massive surge of censorship where they get to attack all of their competitors. Because anybody who believes in freedom or liberty or constitutionalism or rational thought isn't on the side of the corporate media today. That's the problem. And they know that. So what are they doing? They're teaming up with their social media censor buddies and they're shutting down anybody who has a, not even just a different point of view. If you're trying to make an argument about why they're wrong, you're, you're told that that's unacceptable. You're banned. You're booted. By whom? Who, who is given the authority to do this? But see, it's just the same thing, whether you're dealing with Facebook or you're dealing with Fauci policies, the Democrat Party. No one's ever responsible for actually telling you that you can't see your loved ones, you can't go outside, you have to wear masks. It's always a committee. I mean, you start to see the, the, the comparisons between 
this moment of totalitarianism and a mentality, I'm not saying the same day-to-day reality, but a mentality of hardline communists, it lines up. They're never responsible for this. So, somehow we've been in this situation where no one's held to account, but people are able to tell you what to do in the most minute detail about your day-to-day lives. Here, uh, th- here's an argument that we're having right now, right? An argument that, that should be had in public and we should be able to debate these people. I mean, I can tell you this right now. Dr. Fauci has, a, has worked in it for decades and decades, medical degree and everything. If we could have a debate on TV, I would shred him. He would get absolutely crushed. I'm just some guy. But I know all the lies and all the nonsense and all the bull crap he's been pulling. And he could, it's indefensible. And he always kind of retreats back to, oh, I'm just a little Fauci, you know, and, you know, the data, we don't know. It's very complicated. But somehow it's complicated, but you have to do more of what he says. It's complicated, never results in, I leave this to you to make your own health decisions and make your own life decisions. That's never, that's never the response. Isn't that interesting? Here he is when, when, when asked about whether you, know, whether you can be with your own grandparents. Can you hug your own family members that, you're, that you love? Is it safe yet? As, as if we have to even think about this. If you're vaccinated against this, everything, everything indicates that you're, you're more than like a little bit safe. You're very safe to hug. This is a disease that kills less than 1% of the people who get it overall. This is a disease that already has spread to tens of millions of Americans who have immunity, and there are millions and millions more who have been vaccinated against it. A disease where if you get, if you get vaccinated against it, you're believed to be 95% protected. I mean, at some point, if there's a one in 10,000 or a one in 50,000 chance that you could hug a family member and that family member, you know, has a terrible outcome from a communicable disease. We just have to be willing to run the risk at some point. Right. We, we have to be there. But in Fauci, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Your grandparents have been vaccinated, but they're still we, we still don't know. Play two. My parents have already gotten their second dose. They're fully vaccinated. Does that mean it's OK for them to spend time with their grandchildren who obviously have not been vaccinated? What's your recommendation? You know, I'm not going to make a recommendation now except to say that these are things that we really do. I mean, literally every day, Dano, we look at that. We look at the data. We look at what's evolving about how many people are getting vaccinated. And there will be recommendations coming out. I don't want to be making a recommendation now on public TV. We want to sit down with the team, take a look at that. And you will be seeing relaxation of some of the stringencies as more and more people get vaccinated. I promise you that, but I don't want to really do it right now. Well, just to uh, make it personal, I mean, you've been very open about the fact that you've been skipping holidays with your family. You're fully vaccinated. Are you seeing your family? Uh, Right now, not yet. Not yet. I mean, I would look forward to it within a reasonable period of time as the rest of my family gets vaccinated. I mean, obviously, I'm with my wife every day. She has gotten her first dose, will soon get her second dose. But my children, when they get vaccinated, obviously, I look forward to seeing them. And I'm sure that by that time, recommendations will come out to guide us in a more precise way. He's writing the recommendations. You see what I mean here? You know, the committee will think more the relaxing of the stringency. We have a government official, an unelected bureaucrat, talking about making determinations. And I know he says it's guidance, but then the government acts on the guidance. Then the government puts this stuff out there. Then people get shamed in in public if they hug, right? Then people think that they have a right to be the little epidemiology police for everybody else. He acts like this is just a, you know, a totally normal state of affairs for him to be coming up with decisions or coming up with, with guidance, whatever he's calling it. 
for you to interact with your own family members. Why aren't people telling this little twerp to go blank himself? What is it going to take? Now, I know the Democrats won't do that. They're all invested in this guy, St. Fauci. Just any anytime you start to waver, anytime you start to feel like, oh, I don't know, Buck, you know, the science and the sciencey people are all so smart. Really, the science advanced so much in 12 months. We went from masking is masking in public. This is what Fauci said. That's right. Media matters. Bring it. Masking in public is not going to do anything to fast forward 12 months. You got to wear an N95 mask and a cloth mask. You know why they're telling us that now? Because all the other crap they told us didn't stop the virus. We have 500,000 dead now. And they added to that probably 20 or 30,000 excess drug overdoses, uh, drug overdoses, you know, millions of people out of work, millions of businesses destroyed, trillions of dollars of spending. You know, we've had a huge drop in productivity and a huge increase in spending. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. This is not good for a fiat currency, friends. This doesn't work out well. Oh, just listen to Fauci. Stay home, wear a mask, order in delivery, watch Netflix and shut up, peasant. That's been that's been the 12 month situation. here. That's what we've been through. How much more intrusive, how much more authoritarian can a government be than telling you that then thinking it has a right to establish guidance for you, which will be made into policy about whether you can hug your own family members? What the heck? has happened to this country and the other side they're so brainwashed the liberals are so out of their minds that they think that whatever they have to do to suppress people like me who are pointing out the insanity here is righteous it's it's a mandate for them you see no dissent allowed i how many times have you seen a debate on tv about let's say oh i don't know outdoor masking how many times have you seen some let's have that debate because you know what you'd have? You'd have some, you know, some lab coat tyrant like Fauci saying, well, you know, the data and the science. I said, OK, what what data? What science? Oh, well, you know, they, you know, we had a mannequin and we sprayed something in its face. We thought, OK, well, a mask, less spray. So it's like the same thing as a virus. You can only see with an electron microscope. Same thing. The studies throughout history. Okay, not just this last year. Go back 50 years. Show me a study that says aerosolized virus is a substantial risk of spread outdoors. Find me one. They can't. But what do they do when I say this? Kick me off of social media, say that I don't care about old people dying, whatever it is. This is the fundamental struggle of our society right now. It is a it is a fight between autocracy and freedom. It's happening right now through the prism of of COVID-19 and lockdowns. I've been saying this all along. You know it. This, the ramifications of this are, are even far beyond this series of lockdowns. This is about what kind of country we are and where we draw the line with the tyrants who think they can tell you where you can go, who you can see, how you can live your life down to the most minute detail for your protection when they've been completely incapable of protecting you for over a year And by the way, they've been wrong over and over again. What's it going to take, America? I I hope the message gets out there. You know, they're coming after me wherever they can. And there are some conservatives out there who are supposed to be all about the counterculture and all about, you know, speaking the truth and all this stuff. MIA from this fight. And I'm starting to get I'm starting to get ticked off about it. Where are they? 
Big bank accounts, big platforms, not not a lot of words about this all of a sudden. Isn't that a, or, or ever or ever. This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Follow Buck on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Why do you think Americans might have to wear masks into 2022? You know, because it depends on the low on the level of 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 of, uh, of dynamics of virus that's in the community, and that's really important because that gets back to something again that you said. If you see the level coming down really, really, very low, I want it to keep going down to a baseline that's so low that there's virtually no threat, or not no, it'll never be zero, but a minimal, minimal threat that you will be exposed to someone who is infected. So if you combine getting most of the people in the country vaccinated with getting the level of, of virus in the community very, very low, then I believe you're going to be able to say, you know, for the most part, we don't necessarily have to wear masks. But if we have a level of virus that is at that level that it was months and months ago, like 20,000 per day is a heck of a lot better than what it's been, but that's still very high level of virus in the mm. community. I want to see it go way down. When it goes way down and the overwhelming majority of the people in the population are vaccinated, then I would feel comfortable in saying, you know, we need to pull back on the masks. We don't need to have masks. What does that mean, way down? To what? Notice how he caught himself. I mean, not totally zero, but he basically means zero. Do you understand that for us to get to a point where we, where we meet the Fauci guidelines, that's herd immunity. They've they've just dragged us through all of this. They've pretended that we were slowing, that we were we were stopping the virus. That's what Biden said. We're stopping it. We're slowing it. All these things. No, we're not going to be done with this until we're at actually we're at herd immunity. I mean, they're going to keep this thing going as long as they possibly can. Notice how we even said you're not going to wear masks all the time. OK, so what does that mean for the general public? Only only when you're, you know, in a restaurant or only when you're on a plane or only, you know, but not at home by yourself, I guess, not driving alone in your car. You notice that Fauci has never once spoken out about the mask hysteria. He's never once said to people, hey, guys, I understand people want to be cautious, but really, there's no need to wear a mask alone in your car. If you're not picking up any passengers or anything. There's no reason. To, there's no scientific reason to do that. Why won't he say that? Isn't that such a straightforward thing? No reason, no reason to wear a mask alone at home. People do that because they're terrified because of little slimy bureaucrats like Fauci who have been given all this authority and all this power over us based on what? Go back and watch clips of Fauci a year ago. The virus is going to be no big deal. Don't wear a mask. Don't worry about the whole thing. Oh, okay. And now, of course, it's Fauci totalitarianism all over the place. Wear masks into 2022. What have, I, what have I been telling you? He said two weeks ago, maybe, we'll probably by the, by the you know, end of this year, we'll probably be able to, to start scaling back. It's never, it's never you know, just go back to normal. Notice they play games now with what is normalcy. This is the latest thing that I've seen too. What is normal? As if we don't know. Normal means we never hear from this little tyrant Smurf Fauci ever again. That's what normal means. It means I don't have to walk around the streets of New York City by myself with my dog with psychopaths staring at me from 50 feet away like pull your mask up as if I'm going to infect the air around me. There's nobody. I, I'm walking by myself. Doesn't matter. I'm scared. You have to because people have allowed themselves to be psychologically terrorized. You have to marinate in their exquisite 
anxiety as well. That's the country that we live in now. Because what if, what if even if you're vaccinated, you know, you give it to someone and then they give it to someone else who's vaccinated and they still get it, even though that's really unlikely. And then they give it to someone else who's, and then, you know, oh gosh, okay. I guess we should just never, we should never just be able to go back and, and live our lives again. If you, if you listen to Fauci, this is where we're going. The Biden administration had no plan. There was no special sauce. That was all a lie. Let's, let's be very clear about it. There, there was no special thing that the Biden team was doing. No, it's just, look, I, I've said this and people don't like to hear this. I, I hope we can have more honest conversations about the good, the bad, and the ugly of Trump's four years in office because basically handed over policy to Fauci and Fauci was able to run roughshod over the administration on a lot of this stuff and was one of the reasons why Trump lost the election. Listen to this guy way too much. You know, should have had somebody who was far, you know, you needed to replace Fauci with somebody else with, you know, with strong medical credentials. I know that's a part of this. And, and beyond that, somebody who understands what risk is, that society is not without risk, that life is not without risk. But nope, little Fauci got to run around messing everything up for everybody. Well, what exactly is going to help? You know, maybe one day, just just be a good be a good little pleb, be, be a good little sheep. And maybe one day, you know, Grandpa Fauci will pat you on the head and say, you can actually hug your family members again because I say it's safe. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I mean, obviously, if it's a very difficult situation to get an absolute definitive answer what the what the cdc has tried to do is look at the risks that you have and try if you follow the cdc guidelines to get the children back in school at least with hybrid and maybe even when you actually have a, an increased spacing with them that you can get it in what's called a decreased capacity if you do the four or five things that the CDC recommends. The bottom line goal that I think people need to remember is that, and I've said this way before the CDC guidelines came out, that the default position is to do whatever you can, as best as you can, to get the children back to school with safety concerns for the children and for the teachers and the educational personnel. And that's what we're trying to do. That's what the president is talking about, about getting those K-12 schools open uh, within the first 100 days. And that's what we want to do. Listen to this little coward talking circles about this. There are already lots of schools that have been open. They're fine. Private, parochial schools all across the country, just fine. Very few cases, almost you know zero hospitalizations, deaths, and it's like less than 100 nationwide for kids under the age of 12. They've been fine. What is all this? Well, yeah, they should be open, but they got to do, you know, there's like a list of a check, a check marks or a check, you know, the boxes, 15 things here you got to do. And then, you know, we think that'll be then then it's safe. Oh, then it's safe. These are value judgments that bureaucrats are making for us. This is not science. Science is what temperature does water boil at? Science is not okay. There's a chance that this thing might happen, but we have all these competing values. We have the need for children to be in school and education. We know it's not perfect, but there's a legitimate, you know, there's a legitimate reason to, ex- to take acceptable risk here and go forward. That's not science. 
And th- this is what this is what the left doesn't understand. And and Fauci and these people, I mean, th- they're it's supposed to be in a position where they can say, here's what we think. And then elected officials make their determinations based on it and make policy for the rest of us. Unfortunately, they've made very bad ones. But what it's really turned into is elected officials say whatever Fauci says. Right. Because that's that's the politically safe thing to do. Whatever Fauci says, that's what I'm going to do. The school's issue this there, there's no leeway here for them anymore. There's there's no more games to be played. Plenty of people, essential workers by the millions and millions have been doing their jobs now for a year. Haven't missed work. I mean, maybe for two weeks for an extreme lockdown or something, but they've been going day in and day out. Grocery store clerks, mail carriers, people who work at your corner drugstore. You know, they're, they're all doing their jobs. They're all showing up, working. But teachers can't do it. We need to have all these. Are, are there all these special considerations? No, but we all know why. It's because teachers, unions are a powerful Democrat constituency. And this whole thing is politicized and it's absurd and it's wrong. And they're they're hurting kids. You need to know that they're willing to hurt kids for political power. They're doing it right now. There's no there's no good faith argument. And Fauci, you see, when when it's a lockdown position, you know, when it's when it's oh, yeah, let's mask or whatever. It's always the tie goes to the lockdown. But even when it's very clear that there's a reopen or a normalcy position that should win, it's oh, it's so complicated. I don't know. You know, maybe a little, you know, you, you got all these different factors and all. Yeah. You notice that? You notice the game that they're playing? And they're ruining lives over this, too. And, and how many lives have they saved? We've been in a, in a year of, of up and down lockdowns and mitigation and mandates and all this stuff. And just the constant harassment from people. I mean, it's really corroding society, too. It's not even just about the way the government approaches this. It's the way your neighbors do. It's the way people feel like they should be able to come up to you and say, you know, where's your mask? Oh, remember the Super Bowl parties? Remember the whole, oh, my gosh, the Super Bowl parties in Tampa. I checked on the on the data over the weekend. Not hard to do. It's published online. Has has there been in the county that Tampa's in? Has there been an uptick since the Super Bowl and the mask, the Super Bowl parties? Or is the virus just keep going down, down, down? Anybody want to guess? Yeah. Why aren't you hearing about that? Wait a second. There are all these people outside without a mask on celebrating the Super Bowl. And it was horrible. It was a mass spreading event. They're killing people. All this stuff. And sure enough, nope. The data doesn't support that this was a super spreader event of any kind. The data doesn't support that people were at at terrible risk with this or spreading. Virus going down, 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 down. Not even not even a plateau. Never mind an uptick. Down, down, down. I thought the numbers mattered. I thought this was about the data. It's not about the data. And I know for a lot of you, you thought that this wasn't coming to your home state. Find me. Find me a state where at least in the cities, they're not living with this insanity. Find me a state where this this has not taken over, uh, where they have at least one major city in a population of over half a million people. I can't think of one. It's all over the place now. We've, we've all been suffering through and at some level corrupted by the psychosis of Fauciism. And the social media companies, they're all assisting. And they're supposed to be, we'll get into this more, they're supposed to be the platforms of free speech, but 
as we know, they're actually the, they're really the, the handmaidens of totalitarian uh, Orwellian censorship. That's what's going on. But, you know, Biden's out there uh, telling you that, you know, we're not going to get back to normal this year because of COVID mutation, slow vaccine. They like the control. I've told you this all along. They like being in control. And here's the part of it you have to know as well. A lot of people like to be controlled. A lot of people like to be told what to do. It's there's a comfort in that. Oh, I'm just doing what I'm told, you know. Sheep like to be in the flock. They feel safer. They feel better. They feel a, a camaraderie, comrades, with the other sheep around them. You have to make your own decisions. You have to make your own way. That that requires effort and responsibility and thinking for yourself. And that's messy. People, a lot of people don't want to do that. They just want to get patted on the head by Fauci. And they're going to go, bah, and do exactly what they're told all the time and never question anything. Now, that's, that's where we are. And really, you can see sheep and collectivism, right? To be a, of, the, of the sheep mindset or to be a collectivist is the same idea, same thing. You just want to be part of the herd. You want to be safe and warm and fed. And whoever promises to do that for you, they're in charge. The people who say, you know, you're going to have to do a lot of this on your own. And no one's really going to make all this happen for you. And there are risks inherent in life. No, no. That's scary talk. People don't like that. Sheep don't like that. They don't want that. You know, I mean, you see the year we've had. The, the, the lockdowners, the, the people that have been calling for all this mitigation. This is a disaster. This is a disaster. What, what exactly have, where's the, the victory case they can show us? Where's the exemplar? All of their exemplars, all the places they held up is, see, they did it the right way, completely collapsed, and obviously were unsuccessful in stopping the virus. California, New York, just go through the list. Florida says, okay, look, it's been bad. It's bad everywhere, but we're better off in the lockdown state of California, and we never locked down. How can we even still be having this debate? How could this still even be something that but yet, if you go the blue, the blue checks, I mean, look what I've what I've learned through this. And I didn't quite know this. I've known for a while that doctors um, by specialty, their politics are uh, there's a huge range within the medical profession. If you're a psychiatrist, you're basically a left wing loon who like listens to you know, NPR all day and reads the New York Times constantly and, like you know, thinks Rachel Maddow on MSNBC is God. I mean, if you're a psychiatrist, you're a left-wing loon. For the psychiatrists listening to this who are part of Team Buck, I'm not talking about you. I'm saying by the percentages, like 80% of psychiatrists are Democrats. And of that 80%, you know, half of them are like Bernie Sanders leftist loons. Surgeons are actually more, tend to be more conservative. Um, surgeons are there are more Republican surgeons overall in general surgery than there are Democrats, which is interesting. So there are and you don't hear about this a lot because they like to fix stuff and do stuff. And they're not they're not all going on TV eh, whining about their politics all the time. That's what libs do. But when you get into things like pediatrics, re, you know, epidemiology research, anything that involves grants and bureaucracy, it's like what's happened to the legal profession. There's just a. There's been a leftward lurch and we're dealing with the with the reality of it. You know, there, there has been a a political indoctrination. 
that has gone through uh, medical schools the same way that it has gone through law schools now. Now, it doesn't mean that obviously everyone who goes to medical school or law school is is a lunatic lib, but it's far more common than a lot of people realize. And we've seen it uh, in this last year. I mean, the, the doctors, many of them in America who are making a big, big noises about how we have to lock down and do everything Fauci says, they would have been totally at home, you know, in Wuhan when the Chinese Communist Party was just soldering people in their homes. Hey, you know, saving lives. Got to do what you got to do. No such thing as individual liberty or freedom because you could you could spread the virus to somebody else. So you have no rights. Don't you see? That's what we've conceded in all of this. You have no rights. All the government has to do is say there's a health risk. You're a health risk to others, even though they have no proof of it because they're we've forgotten this. They are quarantining healthy people by the millions and millions. They have mitigation measures. They have mandates in place that are 99% of the people under them are healthy. And they did it because they said it would stop the spread. Does it look like it really stopped the spread? This thing, this thing only really ends when we've, gone, when, the whole, when we've gotten through vaccination and infection, just herd immunity. When this thing will have just burned through half of the country already, at least. That's what the numbers show. Johns Hopkins University professor published the Wall Street Journal a week ago. Okay, so ooh, where do you get these numbers? About half the country is already going to have been infected by the time we get into April. I'm so glad all those mitigation measures, they really, really saved us, didn't they? You're in the Freedom Hut. Thanks for listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Get the latest from Buck at BuckSexton.com. Was this high a death toll inevitable? Oh, absolutely not. It was not inevitable. A lot of this is a result of the way we responded uh, to it and the lack of a coordinated response during the Trump administration, uh, the inability of states uh, and the government officials to understand the magnitude of the problem and in it institute the right uh, protections. Remember, the CDC delayed issuing a mask uh, suggestion and order. Uh, we had keeping restaurants and indoor dining open, uh, not uh, fully putting in place other uh, safety measures. Um, and I, I think, uh, you know, when you compare the United States to other countries, we did much worse. We have 4% of the world's population and 20% of all the COVID deaths. And that tells you a lot. That's Zeke Emanuel. And what he's saying is just not true. Again, we sit here and have the not true. Compare us to what compare us to European countries. Which ones? UK, we did better per capita. Italy, better. Spain, better. Germany, a little better than us. Fine. Okay. Congratulations, Germany. Belgium, far worse. Brazil, worse per capita. 250,000 deaths in Brazil. By the way, do you think that Brazil has had the same kind of widespread testing and also has caught as many of the deaths from this? I mean, these, a lot of people die from what looks like they're elderly people dying from pneumonia. So if you're not testing them for COVID and you don't know, you're not catching the same number of those cases. So what he says is just not true. Does anyone care? No, it's all Trump's fault. That, that We knew all along this. The game was, say Biden's going to save us. Biden gets into office on the promise that he's going to save us from this. We all realize Biden's a an incompetent buffoon who even Democrats thought was a jackass until about five minutes ago, and he's not going to save us. Oh, it was all Trump's fault. Oh, OK. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we've uh, we've established that. 
Here's Biden blaming his predecessor. Play eight. Just over four weeks ago, America had no real plan to vaccinate most of the country. My predecessor, as my mother would say, God love him, failed to order enough vaccines, failed to mobilize the effort to administer the shots, failed to set up vaccine centers. That changed the moment we took office. I directed Jeff Science, my COVID-19 response coordinator, to lead my administration's work with the vaccine manufacturers to buy more vaccines and to speed up delivery. Albert referenced it earlier, and I want to thank him for making it happen because we work together. We're now on track to have enough vaccine supply for all Americans by the end of July. It doesn't mean it'll be in all Americans' arms, but enough vaccine will be available by that time. These orders allow facilities like this one to plan ahead, accelerate the production schedule. I mean, how many infections will this country have gone through by July? I mean, actual infections of COVID do we think will have gone through by July? How many people are actually going to get vaccinated by July versus how many will have already been infected as a percentage of how we get to herd immunity? Wouldn't that be interesting to look at that data? Here's what I well, here's what's going to happen right now. They're talking about how they have a plan to vaccinate so many people. I, I think there's a there have been a, a large number of people in the military, for example, who are young, healthy. They're just like, nah, I don't want to get vaccinated. Wow. Yeah. They're like, well, why? Why should I? I'll avoid I'll avoid being around senior citizens. Why should I have to be vaccinated? And senior citizens should all be getting vaccinated based on the, 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 the timeline that Biden's rolled out by a certain date. So why are we forcing we're going to force kids to get this vaccine now, too? That's the plan. Here's a here's a prediction for you. Uh, there will be tens of millions, if not in the hundred million plus range, but tens of millions of doses of vaccine in July and August just sitting around. Just remember I said this to you. Right now, Biden's all, oh, I ordered, you know, I ordered the vaccine and you know, we're going to get it all to everybody. My predecessor, it was all his fault. Everything's his fault. Joe Biden's an idiot, folks. He's an idiot. You know, I don't know what else to say. This guy's a class, the classic unctuous politician. And my predecessor in order. Just remember, I told you this. And and also, I'm going to tell you two things. There are going to be tens of millions of unused vac. And when I say unused, I don't mean there's people lining up. I'm saying they're like, oh, what do we do with all this vaccine now? By July, there's going to be millions and millions of unused vaccine doses that no one seems to really want. And cases will drop to a tiny level and they won't want the new cases, and they won't want to restore full normalcy because they want us to keep complying through the winter of 2021. You watch. Remember I said this. This is Buck's First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, John, we work with Governor Cuomo just like we work with governors across the country. He's also chair of the NGA. So uh, he plays an important role uh, in ensuring that we're coordinating closely and getting assistance out to people of his state and to states across the country. And we'll continue to do that. And there, of course, will be a process. The investigations will leave that to others to determine the appropriate law enforcement authorities to determine uh, how that path is going to move uh, as we look forward. But we are going to continue to work with a range of governors, including, of course, Governor Cuomo, because we think the people of New York, the people of states across the country uh, need assistance, uh, not just to get through the pandemic, but to get through this difficult 
difficult economic time. And that's that's where our focus remains. All right. But Jen, my question was, does President Biden still believe that Andrew Cuomo is the gold standard, represents the gold standard on leadership during this pandemic? Just a yes or no. Does he well, focus John, on the, the, gold the president... The, pre- the president, uh, well, it doesn't always have to be a yes or no answer, John. I think the president is focused on his goal, his objectives as president of the United States. He's going to continue to work with Governor Cuomo, just like he'll continue to work with governors across the country. And uh, I'm not here to give new labels or names uh, from the president. I'm here to, to contr- communicate with you about what our focuses are and what his objectives are as president. A lot of blather from Saki Bomb. A lot of blather. And... We all know what's going on here. She just doesn't want to say, "Okay, yeah, we pretended Cuomo was awesome because he was bashing Trump. But it turns out Cuomo is a covid nightmare and and people died because he's a a jerk, a bully, an idiot and a liar. Those those are the facts. But this White House, they were hugging Cuomo close. Hugging him nice and close because he was useful for what? Not for defeating COVID, not for saving lives, not for establishing better mechanisms uh, at the state level for dealing with the virus in other places. No, not at all. He had the worst record, the worst decision making. He was useful for beating Donald Trump. Hey, my gosh, these Democrats, they were willing to pay a very heavy price in lives, in lies in dignity, in honor. They were willing to sacrifice anything, really. What what do you think they were unwilling to do so long as it was useful for defeating Donald Trump? Can can you think of any lie they wouldn't tell? You think that it it mattered that he was the commander-in-chief during this extreme uh, circumstance of the the pandemic? And would they put aside partisanship? Nope, they did not. They did not. Um. But Jen Psaki won't say what's very. And look, Jonathan Carl, I, I give credit where it's due. He asked a real question. You ask a real question of this White House. It's whoa. Hold on a second. Right. This is how fake Tapper built his fake Tapper would ask one real question of the Obama administration of Jay Carney. And not not like a an attack question, but just one actual question that maybe the White House didn't really want to get into. He would do that you know, once every three months or so. And it was, oh, my gosh, look at him speaking truth to power. And then he would just go back to being a Democrat propagandist. So it was actually a useful tool. Right? The same way that conspiracy theorists have to use some truthful information and then they use all the, the bull crap around the truth. You know, ask journos. The corporate journals like to once in a while do the whole look at me. I'm a journalist thing. So then they use that as a shield for the rest of the time when they're basically running information operations on behalf of the Democrat Party. And fake tapper is the best the best example of that I can think. I mean, there are many of them. There are many other examples. But a real question is a real question. And I will see it as such. So ABC's Jonathan Carl asked a real question. Yay. He was a journalist for a day. I wonder what that feels like. I wonder what that feels like to not be like, gee, what's what's the hardest part about being the Biden administration and being so amazing and awesome? I'm just wondering what's the hardest part of being so awesome? White House knows cats out of the bag so to speak on the Cuomo thing they covered for him as long as they could and he was useful for them but now they're starting you're starting to see he's getting cut loose a little bit he'll be by the way he'll be fine because he did such a good good job of of brainwashing MSNBC watching CNN watching New York Times reading 
Democrats in New York that they actually thought he was doing they liked him more throughout the pandemic. They thought he was doing a great job. His numbers have been high during all. We've known about the nursing home catastrophe since last May. May or June, something like that. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Um, and it's uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to see this because this shouldn't really be about politics. This should be about what's best, what saves the most lives, what's best for the American people. But uh, instead, it's about something else. It was always, always first and foremost about defeating Donald Trump. I mean, here's Cuomo himself. You know, he's talking about the responsibility. He doesn't really take responsibility. There were lies told by other people, other people telling lies. Why? Why do those other people tell the lies? I don't know why they tell those lies. They're being very, very naughty. It's very naughty to lie about Cuomo and the nursing homes and everything else. I love nursing homes. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm the best. Play 11. I'm not, not going to let New Yorkers be lied to. I'm not going to let you hurt New Yorkers by lying about what happened surrounding the death of a loved one. Uh, I see that as my job, and I'm going to do it aggressively because you have no right to lie, and you have no right to hurt people. I don't care if it's your politics. You can't lie and cause pain to people who are innocent bystanders to all of this. Uh, so I'm going to take on the lies and the unscrupulous actors, especially when they cause pain and damage to New Yorkers. I should have done it before, and I should have done it more aggressively. What a talented sociopath this guy is. You see, he caused excess death from COVID in New York with his own bullying. And there needs to be a full investigation of why. Why was he in such a rush to get people back into nursing homes from the hospitals? What was that all about? Hospitals. How many times can I just take a step back for a moment? This is, a, I know, a little bit of a digression. How many hospital systems were actually overwhelmed by COVID? How many times did you hear hospitals are about to be overwhelmed? Hospitals are about to be overwhelmed. How many hospital systems in the United States were overwhelmed by COVID, where people who had COVID-19 were unable to get care. Unless, unless I'm missing something, the answer is zero. Zero times that actually happened. How many times did you read that story? Oh my gosh, the hospitals are about to be overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, we got to listen to Fauci. Fauci will save us. I don't know, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories. Okay. So just want to establish that. Yet another. Why, why is there no accountability? They had test and trace requirements for reopen in place uh, in places like New York and New Jersey. I mean, that's where I'm most familiar with with the rules and laws last spring. Did test and trace work? Remember Nancy Pelosi? Test, 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 and trace, test and trace. How many times did she talk about that? Test and trace is a joke. Did nothing. Not even close to being being functional at a national or even a state level, a joke. But Fauci and the rest of them were telling you, you know, we've had good, good examples of test and trace in the past. Anyway, Cuomo is a sociopath, but like a, like a true sociopath, you know, after, after he hit someone in the face, you know, 
then he turns around and says, I, I didn't hit you. I was defending you from the other person trying to hit you. So I'm the hero here. You should say thank you. I said, wait a second, but you just, you, you hit me. What do you mean? No, it was not me. I'm defending you, defending New Yorkers from the other tyrant governor who made the terrible decisions that sent so many people to the deaths. All right, well, people can believe that if they want. You know, so much of this is, uh, the, the, there's, there's a lack of humility on the left in general, but also a lack of humility before, before God. I'm just going to say it. People who are, who are leftists, who are collectivists, who are climate change extremists, all this kind of stuff, they really, they just avoid the recognition that we're, we are all going to die. And so it's really just, what do you do here? How do you contribute? How are you decent and helpful and, and worthwhile to your fellow human beings with whatever time you have? You're not creating a utopia with the government. You're not creating the, the, the perfect society here by inflicting the MSNBC comment section on all of us every day. That, that's actually not how it works. Uh, broader philosophical issues here that we'll have to delve into another time.